Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia, pioneer of the Melbourne Underground Church, which the Lord told me to do before coronavirus. And now we see that all the churches are underground and those that have reopened have a focus on house churches, which is great. Now, I have a profound, simple revelation for you. It will detach you from religion immediately. Jesus warned against the yeast of, which is the teaching of the Pharisees and of Herod. So it is the error in our thinking that we need to beware of that limits the kingdom inside of us. So listen to the words of Jesus when he said in John chapter 3, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. So you and I, if we are Christians, if we are saved, we have been born of the spirit. You were literally born again. Your physical body was born through your mother, but your spirit was born through the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that you know that you are a child of God because the Holy Spirit testifies with your spirit that you are a child of God. Now, I've got to be careful here, but there are some religious circles where they do a a form of new birth they do a a pattern of new birth but you need to be born of the spirit who is a person it's not a ceremony it is an event and if you think about any government on earth when you are born in a country you are a citizen And Paul says that we are citizens of heaven when we have been born of the Spirit. Now listen to this revelation that will detach you from religion for all time. Paul said, you are a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation, a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I love what one of the translations says, that you are a entirely new species of being. And this is what you are. You and I are. Listen. You have been created. 
unique. You're not human. You're not an animal. You are a new creation born of the Spirit of God. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. You have a citizenship in heaven. And Ephesians rather says in chapter 2 verse 6, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. What I'm saying to you today, today, and what is going to detach you from religion for all time is that you were born to rule. Let me explain. We know from the Garden of Eden, from Genesis chapter 1, 2 and 3, that God made man and only man in his image. He didn't make the animals in his image. He didn't make the angels in his image, but he made man Mankind in his image, in his exact likeness, so that to to the animals and even to the angels, we looked like God. We sounded like God. God's hands, God's mouth, God's eyes. When we spoke to the mountain, it was removed. When, when Adam and Eve spoke to the tree, it withered. They were walking as Jesus walked in authority because they were created in the image of God to rule. That is why God gave the earth to man. In Psalm 8, Psalm 82, Psalm 115, Genesis, and all throughout the Bible, he gave the earth to man because man was made, designed in the image of God to rule. Now listen to me. The fact that you and I have dual citizenship, that's what the new creation is. That is what is unique about us and it reveals the purpose of God. You are born on the earth in a flesh body. You and I never fell from heaven. We were never made in heaven. We were made on the earth because we were purposed to rule the earth. Then we were born again of the Spirit. We became a new creation. Old things passed away. All things became new. And we were seated in Christ Jesus in the heavenly realms, far above all principality and power, far above all rule and dominion, far above any name that can be named so that we uniquely, as humans who are also made in the image of God and citizens of heaven, co-seated with Christ Jesus. So we are physically standing on the earth, but spiritually seated in heaven, giving us the unique position and design for rulership. Only you and I, only new creation Christians, not 
those who have a form of godliness that denies power, not those with the natural mind set on natural things, you know, worrying like the pagans, but those who are made in the image of God, who are born of the Spirit of God, who are sons of God, led by the impulses of the Spirit, seated in heavenly places and yet standing on the physical earth, we alone have been created for the purpose of ruling and with the ability to rule. Only we have the ability to rule. And it's in Matthew where it says, whatever you permit on earth will have been permitted in heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will have been forbidden in heaven. You and I have been given this incredible design as a new creation by God to be able to to rule the earth as if we were God, as the image of God. Matthew 18, 18. Tell you the truth. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You and I have been created and designed as a new creation to rule because we are standing in both realms at the same time. We are not under the second heaven. We are physically on the earth, and yes, we're under the second heaven physically, but we are seated in heaven, in Christ Jesus, in the third heaven. We've gone into the holiest of holies. And, and that is where we have to look. That is where we have to dwell because it is easy for us in this realm to, to think on earthly things, to think on natural things, to be offended, to be in unforgiveness, to be distracted. And the devil will do all that he can. You know, the moment I started to do this podcast... I mean, all hell broke loose and I'm still cleaning up the pieces. You know, four years later, people who I thought were Christians turned violently against me. People who I thought were, were, were Christians were, were not. Okay? Now, this is really important and I think I may have done a podcast about it, but Psalm 89 verse 14 says that righteousness and justice are his throne, the foundation of God's throne. And I sent a Christmas message out to my non-believing friends today. And I said, for you to exist, you need an earth. For earth to exist, you need a universe. For the universe to exist, you need a God, and for God to exist, he needs a throne. And his throne is on a foundation of righteousness and justice. And grace and mercy, sorry, grace and truth are the attendants of the throne. And you see it says in John chapter 1 verse 17 that the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And I believe John was referring to Psalm 89 verse 14 because Jesus Christ 
He did, he showed us grace. The woman caught in the act of adultery in Matthew, Jesus did not accuse her. He said, has anyone else accused you? No. He said, neither will I. But in that same verse, he said, go and sin no more. So the God of grace and truth, the God who extended mercy to her, the God who extends grace to you and I, he also is the God who sits on the throne the throne where we fall down, face down, we lay down, we throw our crowns to his feet. And even when we've done everything he commands, we say we're not worthy. Okay? So that God of justice, that God of justice, of ruling for the right thing, the God of righteousness, the God of justice, he is also the God of grace and truth, but you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater and you can't throw out the throne with and just keep the grace and the truth. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Okay, so we need to we need to fear God and we need to obey him. I'm never saying that we are God. That's ridiculous. We are his children. We are his sons and daughters. We're made in his image. And when we receive that adoption with humility, when we understand the kingdom and weed out of our mind this era of religion and and politics, we will become confident to approach the throne of grace with boldness. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to rule and reign with confidence as if you are God. On the earth, because he has commissioned you. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. But wasn't he the light of the world? Yes. He said, You are the salt of the earth. But wasn't he the salt of the earth? Yes. Jesus said, I'm sending you as the Father sent me. So as the Father was reflected, as Jesus reflected the Father, you and I reflect Jesus. So he said, greater works will you do. So we are uniquely created, positioned, designed, established, set apart to rule, to rule earth from heaven. Nobody else can. Now, if we don't rule, of course the devil will rule. Of course people will rule. But we need to stand up and have an injunction. I'm going to win. I'm going to seriously win. I will be victorious. I will be victorious because I am more than a conqueror. I overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. But what do you and I do as a citizen? We vote. Citizens vote. You know, when America went to war in Afghanistan or in Baghdad or anywhere else, they sent the soldiers. They're not citizens. You know, they, they were, but they're not civilians. They, they forego their citizenship rights while they're in the army. They, they, can't, they can't be on the battlefield and decide that they don't want to fight anymore. They'll go to prison. They'll go to military prison. 
they, they lose their rights. But we, the, those who stayed in America on the, in, on the ground, stateside, they voted. They stayed home and they ate, you know, McDonald's and ice cream and they watched the battle on the TV. But the soldiers is the military. They're the ones who went to fight. But it's the same in the Bible. Those who fight are the angels. When Jesus was talking to Herod, he said, he said, I could ask my father to send angels to deliver me right now. He didn't say that he would ask the father to send Peter and James because they were citizens. They were sons. No, Jesus said, I would ask for angels to deliver me. Remember, in the Bible, it's the host of heaven's armies that refer to the angels. You and I are citizens, we are sons, and what we do is we vote. That's leadership. That's rulership. So we expect to see things change. We expect to see our prayers answered and our joy is made complete. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to show you guys Ephesians chapter 6. Now, listen to what it actually says, okay? The armor of God, it's not talking about fighting. It's, you are, it's talking about standing as a citizen and voting as a citizen. It's, it's talking about demanding that your rights as a son of God, are implemented by the angels and by heaven. Listen to this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So it's in his might that we're standing. Put on the full armor of God. It's God's armor so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. There it is, another word for standing. You're standing, standing as a citizen. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and the authorities and the powers of this dark world. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, God's armor, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand. Again, you are standing. You're not fighting. You're not fighting. The angels are fighting. Your fight is to vote. Your fight is to prohibit on earth what is prohibited in heaven as a son of God standing in the authority of God as if you are God. You are his ambassador. Paul said, if you're going to speak, speak as the oracle of God. Or was that Jude? can't remember. And stand firm. (laughs) That's hilarious. When the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. Okay, there's still no fighting, guys. This is about position. This is about leadership. This is about rulership. How do we rule? With our mouth. We vote. Stand. Here it is again. Stand firm then. Stand firm then with the belt of truth. Whose truth? Jesus. Buckled around your waist. With the breastplate of righteousness. Whose righteousness? Jesus. In place. And with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Jesus is your peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith 
with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one they bounce off, right? Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray. That's another voting word. That is another legal terminology for a citizen who votes. Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and petitions. Now, what is a petition? That is your vote. That is you standing out the front of parliament, standing out the front of Congress, standing out the front of your local government and demanding that the constitution be enacted, that your rights be implemented. And I'm not talking about your natural government. I'm talking about heaven, your, your heavenly government. Pray also for me. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. Hello, can you see now for the first time that Ephesians 6 is not about fighting? It's about standing. It's about citizenship. It's about voting. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, again, that's voting, words may be given me so that I may fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador. These are legal terms of a citizen. It is all about words. It is all about speech. It is all about voting. Final words here. Pray, again, praying is speaking, that I may declare, again, that's speaking, fearlessly as I should. Okay. I have dismantled religion from you. I hope you're happy. That's your Christmas present from me. <laughs> so that is an example of taking the kingdom of God and understanding it. Jesus said, if you understand this parable of the sower, you will understand all parables. But if you do not understand this parable, you, how will you understand any other parable? He said, those who understand the word will bear fruit. The man who understood the word was the one who received the seed on good soil. And he interpreted that as being the one who understood the word. So many of you are Christians, but you're not in the kingdom of God because you haven't been born again, or if you have been born again, you're not yielding to the Spirit. You're not understanding the Word. You're not allowing it to bear fruit. You and I are responsible to, to, to weed our garden. You weed your own garden, which is your mind. You need to take every thought captive, Paul said, into the obedience of Jesus Christ, punishing every act of disobedience. So when someone says something to you, you say, no, that's not true. I'm not going to agree with that. You're not going to watch the news. You're not going to answer the phone when certain people ring you because you know who you are. You know who you got, your God is and you do great exploits. There's no room for condemnation here. What I'm saying to you, Jesus will say to us on the great day, the judgment day, He'll say, many, many are going to say to me, Lord, Lord, and I will say, I never knew you. Who are those people? Those are the ones who didn't obey him. Religion is a form of godliness that denies its power. We are not those who deny the power of God. We are those who do his word. 
Faith without works is dead, James says. Jesus said, if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. So we need to repent. We need to be hot. If we're not growing, we're dead. If we're not repenting, there's something wrong. If we're not loving Jesus, if we're not worshipping him, there's something wrong. Thank you so much for listening, guys. This is really good news. I just bind that spirit of condemnation in Jesus' name. Listen. No, this is good. This is good. We fear God. We fear God and we run to him. We run to him as a son and as a daughter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You clothe these people with might, Lord. You clothe these people with glory, Lord. You clothe these people with power. Lord, would you confirm their words with signs and wonders following? Would you confirm their words as they speak your word? They are carrying the kingdom seed. They are carrying the seed of your kingdom. They have received the word on good soil today. That's it. Hey, guys, I'm really encouraged for you. I know that you believe. I know that you believe God. If you believe God, he's he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And faith pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because it's by faith that we are saved through grace. We thank you, Jesus. By grace, we're saved through faith. And we thank you, Jesus. We enter the throne of grace with confidence. We are seated in heavenly places at the right hand of God and we vote on earth as it is in heaven. So open your Christmas presents, guys. Get really excited. Go through all of the areas where you need to vote, okay? You're going to vote for the will of God to happen. You're going to vote for his will to be done in your life, his will to be done in your family, his will to be done in your your business, in your finances, in your neighbours, in your health, in your government. We are going to vote on earth as it is in heaven. Go and have a look at Ephesians chapter 6 again and have a look at how you vote and how you pray and how you stand as a citizen in heaven and on earth. It's time to spend. It's time to open our Christmas present, to spend our authority, to to use our mouth and to change this earth to look like heaven. In Jesus' name. Thank you guys so much for listening. I've been Jonathan. You've been listening. Bye for now.